is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. On today's episode, I chat with Denise over at Hormone Bootcamp. Denise is a personal trainer and online trainer. She's an intensity leader and the co-creator of Hormone Bootcamp. Um, today's episode is a lot of fun. Denise has a lot of wisdom when it comes to um, our bodies, to fitness, to food, um, to being a woman. She is a an expert on perimenopause and can help anyone who is in their late 30s or 40s and just starting to notice changes in their body that, you know, these things weren't happening a few years earlier. She is an expert um, at 30-minute workouts or less, which is awesome. For any of you who are still thinking, oh my gosh, I have to be on the elliptical for 60 minutes or more, um, and you're not seeing the results that you want. And she's been there. She went through bikini competition training, um, so she knows what it's like to deprive and then to end up binging on food. Denise has a lot of wisdom. This is a really fun episode. You're going to love it. Today on the podcast, I have Denise. How are you doing, Denise? Doing good, thanks. How are you today? It's so good. I'm so happy to see you. So Denise and I were actually roommates a couple of months ago at our conference. So um, it's really cool to see you again. But yeah. Yep. So let's get started. I love hearing about people's stories, um, just with like health and fitness, what that looks like for you in your early years before you got started. Um coaching people and training people. So what did health and fitness look for you look like for you maybe in like high school or post high school years? <laughs> um, um, I was on the volleyball team in high school. I was not very good. Um, and that was pretty much the extent of it. I remember a few times trying to go, Oh, I'm going to run or, Oh, whatever. But like running was it. Um, went to college. I was engaged to very young. I do not encourage that. Um, and my fiance, you know, I started lifting weights like that first semester and he came up to visit and he's like, I really, that makes me very uncomfortable. Please quit doing that. Wow. And I did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then there was nothing for a while. Got married, had babies, um, very unhappy, started you know, then you join the gym that's got a babysitting club. And then it's like, oh, I went in the morning and he got home from work. And he's like, oh, but now we can't go together. I'm not married to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> yeah. Long story short. I'm not married to him anymore. Um, shortly after the divorce, then I started working with a trainer myself. I was in my late 20s at that point. Started working with a trainer. Um, really enjoyed it and like kind of one of those bucket list things had always been geez I wish I could do a bodybuilding contest okay I wish I could do a show and I never told him that and about three months in he was like I think you should do a bodybuilding show I think you'd be really good at it and so I did I won't do that again but it's a check on the bucket mark, bucket list. Yeah. Um, Wait, can we go back to that a little bit? Because I don't have any experience with that. And I know, I know some of the people that were um, kind of in the same circles with do have that experience, but can you tell us more about why you decided to do it? And then also why you said you won't ever do it again. <laughs> Both um, of those. <laughs> okay. So like growing up, I remember, um, 
geez, I can see the woman's face and I can see the whole magazine cover. Mm-hmm. Um, she was Miss Olympia, Miss Olympia. Um, I don't, I don't know. We'll look it up after the show. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone on a magazine. Yeah. And I always thought that that looks so cool, even though they really looked like men. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I want to do that. Like that had always been a back of my mind. I want to do that. So him saying, geez, I think you can do this was like, like, are you sure? Like for real? Like you'll train me for that. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're, I was lifting super heavy, whatever. So I did. And I did it in a 10 week span, like from the the first time I met with the diet coach then to the show was 10 weeks. Oh, wow. So now I hear that usually they do it in a more sane fashion, but back then that wasn't what they did. It was like, okay. And so part of me was really glad, like looking back and adding up how many calories I was eating a day. Had I known that, because everything for me was spelled out in grams and I wasn't a personal trainer at the time. So it's like, you get 200 grams of carbs, 50 grams of fat. And I want to say it was like 150 grams of protein. And that was on a high day. And I was doing a work, a weight workout in the morning, a cardio workout at night. And then working at the airport, I used to throw bags. So like, I wasn't a gate checker. I was a bag thrower back right. before there were 50 pound weight limits on your dang bags. So you, so, yeah, you were just moving your body constantly at work yeah. and training just constantly. Yes. 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 <laughs> constantly for 10 weeks. Um, I had a great time. Like the show itself was like one of those, wow, this is so cool. You know, like there's those flashes. My kids were oh, seven, maybe six or seven. And there was a 60 minute, um, like a posing choreographed dance kind of routine, whatever. Um, and I remember being in the middle of it and it got totally quiet. And one little girl goes, good job, mom. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so there's that. And, and, you know, I remember having that flash of, well, quit being nervous because this is your only 60 seconds up here. Yeah you know, and it was a great time. I took third and immediately gained 20 pounds in the next week. You know, yeah, some of it's below whatever, but like, if you take the time to figure out how many calories I was eating a day, we're talking not a thousand. Oh my gosh. So wait, 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 go. Okay. So you're saying while you were training in that 10 week period and you were moving your body, you were only eating a thousand calories. If that max, max. Yeah. So like, completely insane. Like I would never, ever, ever recommend that to anyone. Like if you're going to do the whole bodybuilding thing, give yourself a year or whatever Mm -hmm. to be sane about it Mm -hmm. because that was just too much. Oh, I can eat again. I mean, like imagine eating a thousand calories a day all the time for 10. And then at the end of the show, like literally went out and had a burger and a beer and threw up right? Because I had eaten so clean, yeah. so clean. So, mm-hmm. so like you talk about imperfect eating, yeah. this is the 180 yeah. degrees of not that. So this well, like, yeah. What kinds of foods were you eating when you were competing or training? Green, plain green beans, venison, 
maybe a quarter of a sweet potato, a half of a sweet potato, protein powder. Um, yeah, that's it. So like, what was the joy level with those foods? <laughs> there was some days there was no joy level. Like yeah. um, one of the things toward the end of the time you creatine, um, I, I don't remember what its purpose was, mm-hmm. but it was creatine like six times a day. And it was the worst, worst, oh. worst, worst. And I remember standing in the hallway at work with my, my little glass of creatine and one of the guys walking by going boy looks like you're excited about that one wow you know so it's like and you know even after I leveled off a couple different times I thought I can do this again no just no just there was nothing about that that what made you want, I mean, so obviously you didn't go back and do it again, but what in your head made you want to do it again? Like when it would, well, that would up? be an easy way okay. to lose weight. Okay. Right. Cause I, I probably put all in probably 30 pounds back on after that show, you know, it's like, oh, that would be an easy way to lose an easy, a very rigid, strict way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a very accountable way to lose weight. If I tell everybody I'm getting back up on that stage again that would be a very accountable way to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And it just, I could never, I think the ease of it the first time came from, I never knew what next week was going to bring, Mm -hmm. right? The diet guy told me one week at a time, what my week was going to look like. The personal trainer told me one week at a time, what my workouts were going to look like. And I had no idea you could spend so much on so little fabric on those little posing suits I mean, seriously, go get a swimsuit at Target. It was like 200 bucks for that. Oh my gosh. Suit. Oh my gosh. Um, and the spray tans and, yeah. oh, you've got to go have light hair on stage. So, I mean, platinum blonde hair for it because then you can see, like, seriously, like, I had no idea what I would spend. I had no idea what I would eat or wouldn't eat. And as long as I didn't know, but, you know, to go do it a second time, well, now I've added up how many calories I was eating. Now I know what kind of money outlay I'm looking at. Now I know how not happy I'm going to be as it gets closer to that show. So yeah, that's been a big no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So there was a lot of restriction. It was perfect eating and even just that like under eating to achieve this perfect body. Mm -hmm. Did well. You had the external validation, right? Like we love that. Like people telling us we look pretty or people telling our bot, like telling us our body was look great. Like that feels great, but it lasts for the 60 seconds and then the repercussions. So after the show, it was, I'm guessing the restrict and then the binge eating everything and then feeling awful. So what happened then? Cause you're not, um, you're not in that place now. So what happened? Right. Um, you mean what happened? Like the next week, <laughs> six months later, two sure. years later. Yeah, tell us. Cause it right, because it takes time, right, to figure this shit out after that. Right. So, you know, the first couple of weeks were like, yeah, don't tell me no again. I'm having I'm having a beer. I'm having ice cream. I'll probably have one right after the other. That's mm-hmm. disgusting, by the way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's where I was at, right? Yeah. Um 
it took a couple years at that point, then I did become a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through and got my certification. Um, and I could still eat pretty clean, but when I didn't, I didn't. Right. Um, and then, then hormones kicked in and perimenopause comes around and kind of kicks you in the teeth and says, yeah, that will never work again. Whatever you think you're going to do, it's not going to work. Um, and now I've, I'm to a point where I'm like, I know what I love to do. I know what I don't love to do as far as in the gym goes. Um, generally speaking, there's vegetables. Generally speaking, there's meat, but there's also pizza once in a while. There's Christmas cookies out there on the cupboard right now. Um, there's a glass of wine when I want it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's like, oh, hmm, looks like I've maybe had cookies one too many times. These, these pants are fitting a little snugly. Let's go back to vegetables here. Let's mm-hmm. squeeze out the cookies with vegetables, so to speak. Yeah. And that's, you know, I can keep myself fitting in my clothes, I guess, because I don't, generally speaking, hit the scale up anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a more balanced approach, but like you said, it took, it took some time to get there. Pendulum swing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times people think that they're the only ones that um, struggle with that. And then you hear, oh, actually like every woman has struggled <laughs> with this all or nothing mindset. Um, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. So let's talk more about nowadays. So your personal trainer. Um, so it sucks that that's the way that you got into personal training, but it is. What it is. <laughs> right. Tell us more about that. So you got into personal training um, and you, you talked a little bit about hormones and uh, menopause. So tell us more about that. So um, my, my girls, they're almost 23. Mm-hmm. So when they were oh, 13, I have twins. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Life was really hard around here. Um, and then combine that with one day, my husband and I were joking around, you know, we're getting ready for bed, brushing our teeth, contacts, blah, blah, blah. And he, we were having a great conversation. We're telling jokes. And all of a sudden, I went from laughing to crying like that. Like, and he just was like, um, what happened? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, weren't we on the same page with, you know, whatever we were joking around. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't stop bawling. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, picture back to when you were 13 and life was so yeah. out of control, right? I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on here. I just, huh. and you know, I was going through this phase. I'm like, I hate life. I hate getting up. I hate I hate my job and I love my job, but I hated everything about it. I hated being home because these children were unbelievable. (laughs) Um, I was like, what the heck? What is this? What, what am I doing? What am I like, like, am I drinking too much? Am I eating too much sugar? What's, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And about that time, Dr. Sarah Gottfried put out the book, The Hormone Cure. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, Oprah something, I don't know where I heard about it. And I was like, huh, huh. I wonder, I should read that book. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what, whatever clicked in my head that I should read it. And in that book, she says, you know, 
perimenopause, that time frame when you never know what's coming, when's coming, and your hormones don't know what's going on, just like when you were 13, can last 10 to 15 years and can start as early as 35. Guess how old I was? And I was like, oh my God, I think this is what I have. Yeah. I think it's a disease or something, right? It's not just a stage of life, it's a disease. I think I have this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started reading more. Um, couple other really good books. Um, the Woman Code by Alison Vitti, I think, mm-hmm. um, was introduced to her through Intenzati. And um, eh, there's another one. Okay. I've been eating too much sugar. My hormones, I don't have a memory <laughs> right now. There's another yeah. one. Okay. Um, started reading those and was like, huh, huh. Okay, so what do I do? So, you know, I'm, I'm reading the book, I'm taking the quizzes, I'm doing the food and doing pretty good on the way she was doing the food. Um, then Dr. Sarah put out a certification program to get certified in her protocol, her hormone mm-hmm. cure protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, also about that time, I was introduced to metabolic effect and Dr. Tita and more recently, he's put out some like the exercise side of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, finally, there's a way for me to put it all together. Yeah. And really reach people, you know, cause people come to me as a trainer and yeah, a little bit for nutrition, but not necessarily. And what I really find is that women don't understand what and when perimenopause happens. Like okay. we get that menopause is it's over, it's done. There's no more kids. Mm-hmm. I can only wait. Anyway, <laughs> you know, but perimenopause, we don't, as a society, I think, don't get it. Some women are very um, like, oh my God, I can't have children anymore and, and heartbroken. And okay. I guess that was never me. So I have a little bit of a hard time with that. But yeah. even, I mean, even women who have had all of the children they want, all of a sudden they might feel less feminine because they can't have children. Um, So helping women identify, first of all, that they're in a stage of life. It's a new stage, right? It's not, it's not those hormonal teenage years. It's not those fertile twenties, early thirties. It's this weird thirties, forties where you can, you can still have kids, but maybe not, but it might be hard, but it might be easy. Mm -hmm. It just kind of depends on how you're treating things. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been really interesting people's response or women's response to me when I'm like, yeah, babe, you're in perimenopause. You need to do things differently. That expanding middle tells me that you're in perimenopause. The fact that you are awake every morning from 1 to 3 a.m. tells me you're in perimenopause. The fact that you are can't drag yourself out of bed, you swill coffee until 4 in the afternoon and then can't sleep but have no energy to do anything, yeah, that's perimenopause, just mm-hmm. to be clear. Mm-hmm. That, that moment when all of a sudden you feel like this hot flash thing it's an amazing you've never felt anything like it until you're like what the hell is going on in here i think my insides just melted and and it's so hot and you look around and go nobody else is turning red nobody else is like drenched in sweat mm-hmm. and trying to take off every layer that they can take off. Oh my gosh, I think this is me. Mm-hmm. Shoot. 
you know, and it's then it's like, you can either go, oh man, this is going to be just like my mom or my grandma or some aunt or whatever that they witnessed these hot flashes or whatever. Or you can go, oh no, not me. I'm going to do this differently. Mm -hmm. And, and the tweaks that you have to make are so small and so easy. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's like, wow, how come nobody ever told me this? How come nobody, nobody ever said it was this easy to not have that horrible hot flash thing to know that, oh, my middle's not going to keep expanding. And I know how to fix that if it, if it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this is a lot of new information for me. Um, getting to my mid thirties soon. <laughs> so I guess this is what I have to expect in a few years, but so, so can you tell us a little bit more about maybe a few tips um, that people could try out? Um, definitely they can get in contact with you after the show, but what, what kinds of things might they tweak? So the first thing I want to say to you as a young 30, mm-hmm. take care of your hormones now, or you will have to deal with them later. Mm-hmm. But if you take care of them now, dealing with them later becomes a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the number one thing is stress reduction, physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress. What can you do to reduce stress? What does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. Is that meditation? Is that yoga? Is it running? Fine. But no, I know you're a runner, so I don't want to hurt your feelings, but <laughs> running, but running is a physical stressor on the body. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you might start to discover that longer runs that used to help you maintain your weight or your sanity are no longer having the same effect. Mm -hmm. And you might find your, your midsection expanding and your stress level going up. So I would say as runners, just really watch that. Yeah. So like, that's my, like reduce your stress. Yeah. If that means saying, no mom, I am not driving to a fourth Christmas next weekend, then that's what you have to do. Just stress way down. The second thing, are you eating enough protein? What I found with the women that I beta tested on here a couple of years ago is that we have some misconceptions about protein, like peanut butter's a fat. Yes, it has some protein, but it's a fat. Um, so getting protein at every single meal having protein before you have your coffee, if you still have to have coffee, Mm -hmm. because coffee increases your stress level. But if you don't have it on an empty stomach, Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect you quite as quickly or as hard. Yeah. And I want to, I want to go into that a little bit. Um, I've been talking a lot about plants and protein and then realize people don't even know what I'm talking about when I talk about protein for the same reason, like, oh, well, there's protein in cheese and there's protein in peanut butter. And yes, that's true, but also there's more fat in those things. And fat's not a bad thing. But can you just give us a couple of like really quick examples of protein that someone could have at breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Just super easy things. So I get up really early. So Mm -hmm. for me, protein shake all the way. Um, I have a couple of favorite brands, but it's not cereal. The answer's not cereal. Mm -hmm. But for some people, it's eggs. Sure. Eggs are an easy protein or last night's supper. 
you know, I think we get in this mindset that breakfast is like race and bran or yeah. eggs and sausage. And we forget that it could be last night's turkey dinner or meatloaf. So that, I mean, I'm the queen of chicken steak, bacon, turkey. Turkey's not my favorite. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I do a lot of meat-based. Sure. So yeah. I am, I'm, if you have more plant-based proteins, that I'd be curious about. Because I know that there are some, but. Yeah, there's some, but it's one of those things too, like, like edamame you know, or beans, they have protein in them, but they're mostly carbs. Um, but I, I don't think they're terrible options like that versus a cereal. You're going to get, you know, more benefits from it. But I think, yeah, like you said, like eggs, protein shake, um, those are easy. And last mm -hmm. night's dinner, that's a big one too. Like we don't, we, we are so used to like, no, it has to be a breakfast food, but how many times I've had dinner yeah. for breakfast or you have breakfast mm -hmm. for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So we said, so uh, reduce stress levels, number one, um, more protein at meals. Cool. And then was there another one that you had? Another tip for? Okay. One more. Yeah. Make your workouts either really, really fast or really, really heavy. Yeah. So like, I'm not a runner, but mm -hmm. one of my favorite fast sprinty workouts is to sprint. Mm -hmm. But what I found again with those beta testers is that I'd say, okay, we have 30 minutes to complete the workout. So they would hear, we have to do this for 30 minutes. When in actuality, the answer is, here's the things you have to do. Can you get them done in 10 minutes and then you can go home? Or can you, is it 20 minutes? But at 30 minutes, I'm kicking you out. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's that. I call it pacing versus sprinting, right? Okay. Like if you're going to sprint, you go balls to the walls until you absolutely can't anymore and then rest until you can go balls to the walls again. Or you pace yourself and you go, I have to do this for 30 minutes. So I think I will do it at four miles an hour. And I'll never really tip the scales to where when we increase our growth hormone and our testosterone levels, that's when magic starts to happen in perimenopausal women is when you go so fast or so heavy versus that pacing. This is stressing me out because I have to be on the treadmill for another 10 minutes yet. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going to go heavy, like go real heavy, not, I, I counted to 15 and I stopped and it felt heavy. And I was like, how about I'll count and I'll tell you when to stop. And they'd get 25 or 30 or 40. I'm like, not heavy people, not heavy. And women are incredibly strong. And I think at least me being just a little bit older than you, all the videos I ever saw, you know, the women used like pink dumbbells pink, or yeah. <laughs> like the girl in front used five pounds and the modified easier gal did three pounds and the modified heavier girl did eight pounds right mm -hmm. so like pick up a 15 pound dumbbell are you crazy Denise I said I'm so crazy I'm gonna go give you a 30 yeah you know and I'm women freak I'm glad you brought that up because when I think about maybe like the first time I worked out like on my own was in high school I had my sister's um her box to step like to do step aerobics and I had five pound weights. They weren't pink. They were blue, but they were five pound weights. But I remember being like, 
wow, these are so heavy. And thinking back, like these were five pound weights. And granted, you know, I was like 16 or 17. It was the first time I had lifted weights. But I remember using those weights for years and years and never, never thinking that my body was capable of lifting anything heavier and never even trying it. Like never even going out, like, let me buy some heavier weights just because I was like, well, no, I just have to do cardio like this. And then again, nothing ever changing. Um, but yeah, the whole idea, like actually you can lift heavier and you're going to see other benefits from it. Like that's, yeah, completely different way of working out than 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think, I think women really are stuck in that. I mean, if they were not in sports and we're talking even my age. So I don't know. Were you in sports in high school? Did you, we, did you have weight room stuff? We didn't we, have weight room stuff. Okay. We had a weight room, but it was like, like for gym class, all of the guys chose to go to the weight room and I chose step aerobics class. Like I didn't, like I didn't go to the weight room. No. <laughs> so no. you didn't have like, you have to do the weights, Mm-mm. right? No. And right now that's kind of who I'm working with is, you know, women, especially women that are a little bit older than me weight rooms were not for the women. Yeah. Right. And, and so when I hand them a 20 or a 25 or a 30 pound dumbbell, they kind of look at me like I'm nuts, you know, until a couple weeks in and they're like, no, we did the 30 last time. What's the next one? I think I can do the next one, you know, until they start going, Oh wow. Like I can do this. Holy smokes. Like so much of it is mental on that one that, yeah, but it's, it's so fun. But, and it's so funny though, cause I'm, I was just thinking about that. Like, okay. So lifting a 25 pound weight, there's plenty of times in our like actual lives where you're moving furniture and it weighs more than 20 pounds or you're moving a box or whatever. But then we like see a weight and it's like, oh, it's so big. Like, oh, it's too masculine for me. <laughs> like we lift stuff all the time in our real lives, like all the time. But, um, like your purse, your briefcase, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously. Some of those women that resisted the most, I'm like, I'm going to go find your purse. Where is your purse? Weigh their purse. And they're like, Oh, it's 10 pounds. Yeah. No excuses. Yeah. 10 pounds. Yeah. But I think that's so true. The mindset of like, Oh, I can do this and still be feminine and still be strong and, you know, and still do these things. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I always tell my people, I'm like, I'll never tell your husband, you just lifted 40 pounds. Just let him keep doing the water softener salt. It's good. (laughs) it's good. I won't tell. So as long as we have that agreement, then they're cool with trying it. Yeah. Okay. So you said reduce stress, which I like because I, and I think with that too, like adding more joy to our life, taking away the things that stress us out, more protein, and then go heavy on the weights or do shorter workouts. I love that. I was just talking to someone on the phone a couple days ago. Um, uh, And she was like, you know, if if a workout's not 60 minutes, I feel like I shouldn't even bother. And I was like, right, what is it like? Right. So we're thinking it has to be 60 minutes and then we're not even doing it because, oh, I can't get to a 60 minute workout. Plenty of workouts that you can do in 20 minutes. For real. Yeah. Like I like to think, okay, when you get out of your car, you have 30 minutes. If you're not, you know, like those action movies, if you're not back in the seat, your car is going to blow up in 30 minutes. You know, like when I first started doing hormone boot camp in person, I'm like, okay, that's 30, get out. And they'd be like, but we didn't finish. I'm like, yeah, the timer ran out, you're done. But, but no, get out. Get, yeah. Like, I physically had to escort a couple ladies out the first few times. I'm like, get out. And now they're like, 
what do you mean the workout's 31 minutes? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we get so conditioned. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about intensity. Can you tell us more about what that is? Um, It's intense. (laughs) (laughs) No. I love intensity. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I looked it up on YouTube after we talked the first time and I was like, whoa, combines everything that you talk about. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's intent means in, is short for intentional and sati is Sanskrit for mindfulness. It's so being intentionally mindful because, you know, we have bazillions of thoughts a day, right? And usually we repeat the same ones like 90% of the time. Usually and usually not in a very positive way, right? So when we start becoming intentionally mindful and thinking about what we think about, then a whole different world starts to open up. And so I've been doing this for 12 or 13 years. Um, when you, you can think two thoughts in a row very quickly, but you cannot think two thoughts at the same time, right? You can think yes, no very fast. You can think it faster than I can say it, but you cannot think it at the same time. And when there's the level of, I hear it in my brain when I think it, there's, I spoke it. So I thought it and I spoke it. And when you speak it, then you're the first one to hear it. Right. Mm. So now instead of just thinking it and getting it into your subconscious one way, you've got, you've thought it, you've spoke it and you've heard it. So now it's into your subconscious three ways. Now, if we add exercise to that layer, now it's into your body four ways. And then it becomes, you know, it's part of your DNA then, right? It, it kind of sneaks past the subconscious. When I've got you busy doing punching and kicking, and then also saying, I am happy, I am strong, I am focused, I am whatever, all very positive things, because you're so busy thinking about right, left, right, left, right, left. And even if you, if I can get you to say, I am strong, I am strong, I am strong, because part of the class is I say, you say, call and response, right? So to the beginner, I will say, it just ups your cardio response. Go with it. When, when you're more than, when you're ready to say it, that's great, but it ups your cardio response. And then as they start to layer that in and say it, they're like, oh my gosh, I, I was scared to say it, but wow, now, you know, it's like, it totally changes my mood. It's for some people, it's like church. They, they yeah. call it their church. So. I think sometimes that it can feel so awkward. Um, so it's like, it's just positive affirmations and you're combining the movement. And I think what you said, what is, I'm smart. I am strong. A lot of us are like, well, I'm not that smart. Look at all these things I've messed up in my life. And I'm not that strong. I'm not physically strong. I'm not emotionally strong. So it can feel really foreign saying that. But the more that you do it, how powerful it is. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's just so incredible to watch people. And, you know, I think back over my journey or just life sometimes, you know, it's like when you have one of them days where it's like, I just, I don't have the energy even to go make breakfast. There have been days where I literally have turned intensity, a video on and just listened. Yeah. I could just listen. I couldn't say it. I could just listen. And then maybe I listen to it a second time and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll talk it. I know it's good for me. So I'll say it. And then maybe by the third or fourth time I actually do it. But there've been times it's just literally pulled me out of a bad place. Yes. 
and back into, okay, I can function in this world again. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I think sometimes myself included, we think like, well, if I did this thing, but now I'm not positive all the time. I'm not happy all the time with myself, but that's not the purpose. The purpose of it is to like help pull yourself up out of those times that you are, because there's going to be those times that you're struggling. Yep. I mean, we all have those times, right? Where it's like somebody looked at you sideways or said, oh, aren't you so smart? (laughs) You know? And then like, you actually, you know, were like, wow, I think I'm, I'm really onto this new program. And then, and somebody cuts you down and you're like, oh my God, I had so much invested in that thought or whatever. And that person, like probably someone completely just buying an orange or something at the grocery store. And you're like, why does that person even matter? But you have to like remind yourself, I actually am kind of smart and I actually do kind of know what I'm talking about. And why do you think you get to control my emotions? And why did I hand that power over to you? And whatever, right? I mean, I cover lots of different topics mm-hmm. in Intensati. You know, every month it's a new words and new series and no new things to think about, you know? And, and yeah. I think that's so huge what you said, that handing your power over to someone else about our lives, our emotions, the way we think And I just, I love that it's all combined with fitness, like the positive affirmations with fitness, because it, it does affect, you know, our health, like our overall health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's what, what the people that have been doing it with me for a long time, they're like, I hate this class, but it's the class I hate to miss. It's like the class that you can probably most easily talk yourself out of it because it's so different. It's so foreign. It's so it's so out of the box. Mm-hmm. And then when their workout is over, they're like, I love this class. I'm so glad I came. I'm glad I didn't let myself get talked out of it. Right. Just because, you know, when you do something at the gym, that's very different than everybody else is doing. It's very easy to go. Oh yeah. No, that's nope. Sorry, Denise, not doing that one. I'm like, mm-hmm. Whatever. That's fine with me. <laughs> I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be in the right mind. You have to be ready for that stuff. And then once you're ready, like you just, you do it and you keep up with it. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, that was so helpful. And I think that that just those mindset pieces are really going to help people get started on something this January and continue on with it and, you know, keep Mm -hmm. returning back. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, you work with online clients. Um, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like and where people can find you if they want to hear more about working with you. So uh, my website is now Get Going Fitness. Nice. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Hormone Bootcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, online, I've got a couple of different options. Um, I've got a group program that is pretty do-it-yourself. It's like I put the workouts out there. I put the education out there. I put the meal outline, so to speak. I don't mm-hmm. do meal plans. I think everybody's got to figure their meals out, but you know, here's a list of proteins. Here's a list of whatever's Yes. Um, pretty do it yourself. Or if you've done stuff before and just know that I'm just not a do it yourself, or I do have one-on-one stuff. You get all the stuff at the do it yourselfers, but you've got that personal touch. You can call me nearly anytime, but I say nearly any time and then go, I go to bed at eight o'clock. Don't call me after eight. Um, where we've got that high level of touch where it's like, Denise, is peanut butter a protein? 
<laughs> you know, and show me your form on your workout. Take a quick video and show it to me so I can see what's going on. Here's what it needs to look like next time. You know, so it's a very high touch program that way. And we do that one-on-one -on -one too. Yeah, that's awesome. Just to be able to have that opportunity. Um, the internet is great because it gives us so many opportunities for like this knowledge, but sometimes we miss out on that human touch. So that's really cool that you have that option for people as well. Cause it can get lonely. Exactly. Yeah. It can get lonely or just some days you just need someone to say, no, I really think you need to go work out. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Talking yourself out of it. It sounds like a BS to me. So yeah. yeah. That gentle kick in the butt. Yeah. Yes. I'll expect to see this in the next three days. Make <laughs> yeah. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, this was so wonderful getting to connect base, uh, touch base with you and hear more about everything. So I'll have all the links to Denise's stuff in the show notes. Thank you again, Denise. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> all right. Take care. Bye.